0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. This is Tuesday Night. And tonight I'm here with three of my favorite people on the planet Denise Renner, Paul Renner, and Joel Renner. And we're missing Philip Renner. Yes. Where in the world is Philip? Phillip's in America, and he's doing his ministry there, and he's doing a good work. He is where he is supposed to be. But you know, when we get together, I always feel like, ah, where is Philip? I wish Philip was with us. I but always you, miss him. But you know what's wonderful? That our family communicates, we fellowship, we meet with each other often. That is a gift. Not many families have that. Actually, even before home group tonight, we're sitting here laughing our heads off, just talking about things. We really have a good time together. These are our best friends. They really are. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Sister Renner. We're the original Renners. Now there are more renters because Paul has four kids. Joel has two kids. Philip has two kids plus wives. We started with five when we moved to the Soviet Union, and now we are 16 Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. It's amazing. It's very bright. And you're with us tonight. And we're so glad that you're with us, Home Group. We love you. We look forward to being with you every single night. We come here on this set just anticipating when the camera turns on and we can say welcome to Home Group. And thanks for letting us come right into your space. And I want to tell you that if you need prayer, please let us know how to pray for you. Denise, are we serious about prayer?
1: We are very serious about prayer and not only serious about prayer, but believing and miracles happen. So if you want to call somebody and they're going to believe with you,
0: call us. Call 1-800-742-5593 or send us your email at prayer at renner.org. And I want to remind you, that we're offering you the free download called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. And if you're disturbed by events that are going on around you, first of all, I understand that. There's a lot of disturbing things taking place. But like Denise said last night, when your house is built on a rock, even when the waves come and beat against it and the wind comes, you're fine because you're built on a rock, And when you know what the Bible says, you're not built on a shaky foundation. You're built on something that holds you up, even in really difficult times. Somebody just said to me, Rick, I just don't understand you. Every time I tell you what's going on in the world, you say, oh, it's going to be all right. How can you be so positive all the time? Because I know the Bible. I know what the Bible says. And when I see all these things taking place, I'm not taken off guard. I just say, well, that's what Jesus said. Jesus gave us information to establish us and to let us know where we are on the prophetic journey. None of these things are surprising. Jesus predicted all of it. Anyway, all of it is in this study guide called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. Please go to renner.org to download it for free. And if you ever order a series from our ministry, this is the one that you should order. And... It comes with a book. The book is amazing. I read the book just last week. Denise, that is a good book. It's a great book. It will really equip people to know where we are prophetically. And we're also offering my book, which is called Last Days Survival Guide. The foreword is by my friend Perry Stone. The subtitle says A Scriptural Handbook to Prepare You for These Perilous Times. You're not a victim. You're not defeated. You have everything you need to overcome. You just need to put on your spiritual boots, grab your Bible, and with the power of the Holy Ghost, walk through this age. Hey, we're chosen for this time. Other people talked about it, prophesied about it, and we're living in it. We're living in that slither of time between two ages. Guys, have you ever thought, What a privilege that is, Paul.
1: (laughs) We've been talking about it quite a bit. It is a very interesting time to live in because on one hand, you know how things used to be. But on the other hand, you see that everything is changing and you can't build your life on the way things used to be. But at the same time, you have to look forward and start putting together the pieces because Things are moving forward. Now, I think we're going to start today in Matthew chapter 24. Is that right? We are. Okay. So open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. And just like mama said in the home group yesterday, we need to build our lives on a rock. Now, why do you build houses on rocks? The parable that Jesus gave us talks about water and wind. We need water to live. Water is great, but there's a lot of damage that water can do. And Jesus spoke about the damage that water can do because it can move the ground from underneath the house. Recently, I built a house in Moscow and I had to dig a very deep foundation. Now, in Moscow, we don't have a lot of rain, but the ground gets full of water. And in the winter, when the water in the ground freezes, the water expands, the building can literally, the foundation can literally crack because of the forces of the water freezing and expanding. I had to dig a deep foundation so that there couldn't be any water under the foundation so that my house wouldn't get any water damage. Now, it's not stupid to think that there could be a problem and think about a solution for a problem even before the problem shows up, right? That's actually pretty wise. That's why we're supposed to build our house on a rock. That's why Jesus tells us
0: about the things that are going to happen so that we can be prepared. And in that parable, he says the wind will come and the rain will come and it will beat against the house. It's going to happen. Yes. So recently I was speaking to a family in Estonia. The
1: coronavirus situation in Estonia is getting better and better. I think they're actually in the green zone right now, if you know what that means. Uh, but earlier on, he warned his family and said, "Now, I hope we don't get sick but it could happen. We may get sick, but if we get sick, Jesus is still our healer and everything will be okay. Eventually they got sick and they had a few difficult days, but now they're fine. And because he warned his family about what could happen, they were actually all at peace when they got sick. Actually,
0: they came through it without a problem. I'm
1: really proud of them. Yes. So when we hear about what, Jesus, what we're going to talk about today, when Jesus tells us about the things that are going to happen, He doesn't tell us about them to scare us. He tells us about them so that we can be
0: prepared. Well, let's go to Matthew 24, and today we're going to begin in verse 3, where Jesus begins to tell us what's going to happen. And in Matthew 24, 3, it says, As He sat up on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto Him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. And as I told you last night, there are five key words in this verse. And this verse is really the anchor to this whole teaching. They said, first of all, when shall these things be? Secondly, what, that word what is really important, shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. The word when is the Greek word pote. It means, Lord, tell us explicitly. We want exact information. We want to know when these things are going to be and what. The word what is a little Greek word, "t," Very small. It describes the most minute, minuscule detail, which really means they were saying, Lord, don't give us a vague answer. We want to know explicitly down to the most minute detail. Tell us exactly to the very finest point. What shall be the sign of thy coming? And that word sign, which Joel brilliantly told us last night, is the Greek word simeon. Yes, simeon, that's right. (laughs) And that word simeon was the old Greek word which described a road sign. And I told you last night that Denise and I just live right outside Moscow, on a beautiful piece of property. But when we go into Moscow, we know where we are in our journey because there are road signs. That's the word that is used here, the word Simeon. What does a road sign do? Well, when Denise and I get in the car and we're driving into Moscow, if there were no signs, we would not have a clue where we were. Mm -hmm. But signs let us know where we are in the journey. We see the first sign, it says 11 kilometers I can say to Denise, look at that, we just have 11 kilometers, how do I know? There's a sign. As we come closer and closer to the city, we see another sign, three kilometers. That's important. That sign lets us know we're almost in the city of Moscow. Finally, when we get into Moscow, when we pass IMCOB, the big highway, we see the massive, massive sign that says Moskva. That means we're no longer traveling toward the city. We have entered into the territory of the city itself. All of those signs tell us where we are on the journey. And when the disciples said, Lord, what is the sign? First of all, they said, what? Explicitly, precisely, exactly, give us the most minute, minuscule detail. What will be the sign we'll see on the prophetic road to let us know where we are on the journey to the end of the world. Now, there's a problem because the world's never going to end. It's just never going to end. It's gonna be changed. Even Peter writes about it. He says it's gonna be purified by fire. The world's gonna be transformed, but the world's never going to end. The word world, in Matthew 24, verse three, as I told you last night, is the word "ionos." It's not the word for the world, it is the age. They understood that every age eventually comes to a conclusion. And guys, if you look at all of God's dealings with mankind, there have been different ages. Every age has a definite beginning and a definite end. And you know what's interesting? When an age ends and gives birth to another age, it's always turbulent. Every single time it is turbulent because it's birth pains of one age giving birth to the next age. It comes with great trial and tribulation when an age ends and an age begins. And they were really saying, Lord, how will we know when it's the end of the age... And the word end is the Greek word suntileos, which means the wrap-up or the culmination. They really understood that this current age eventually would run its course, it would wear out, and at the end of the age, it would give birth to another age. And they were saying, Lord, tell us. When? What explicitly will be the main sign we'll see to let us know we've come to the wrap-up of this current age that we're living in right now. And we saw last night that when they asked for a sign, in Greek it has a definite article, which means they were just asking for one. But Jesus gave them a plethora of signs. And this is one thing about Jesus. If you cuddle up next to Jesus and ask Him a question. He'll answer that question and He'll tell you a lot more. They asked for one sign. Jesus gave them a big long list of signs and the signs are all found in Matthew 24, verse 4 to 14, Mark 13, 5 to 13, Luke 21, 8 to 19. And I want to go through these signs one more time then we're going to move on. Okay, you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Now remember they asked for a sign and here's what Jesus told them. He told them in Matthew 24, 4, there would be worldwide deception. You're going to see tomorrow night, that was the very first sign that Jesus gave. And Jesus said it would be the glaring sign that you're at the end of the age. Please do not miss home group tomorrow night or the daily TV program. I talk about worldwide deception. Then in Matthew 24, verse 5, Jesus said there would be deception inside the church. And my friends, we're dealing with deception inside the church today like never before. Then in Matthew 24, 6, Jesus said there would be wars. What does that mean? Then in Matthew 24, 6, Jesus strangely said there would be rumors of wars. Guys, when you hear what that means, I think you're going to be stunned. Jesus was so accurate. Then in Luke 21, 9, Jesus said, in addition to wars and rumors of wars, there will be commotions. What does that mean? Well, you're going to find out. Then in Luke 21, 9, Jesus said there would be widespread terrorism. Wow. Well, you know, when we were kids, nobody talked about terrorism. Today, everybody talks about terrorism. In Moscow, you can't even come into our church without first walking through a metal detector. That's the law. Why? Because there's been so much terrorism. Or in Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said there would be warring political systems or warring ideologies. Have we ever seen more uncivil behavior than we're seeing today between political groups and different ideological factions that are just warring against each other? And they're not just warring against each other, they're trying to decimate each other. Jesus said this uncivil behavior will be a sign that you come to the end of the age. Then in Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said there would be a clash of culture, a clash of culture. We're seeing that today. Matthew 24, 7, ethnic conflicts. That's quite enlightening to see what that means. Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said famines. Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said economic instability. Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said pestilences. Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said unknown diseases. Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said there will be great seismic activity at the end of the age. And in Matthew 24, 9 something that the Western church never understood. They just never understood it. And that is widespread persecution of the church. Let's talk about the American church. The American church has prayed for people who live in persecuted lands way, way, way over there somewhere. But today, if you're not inclusive of others and endorse what they want to do and what they want to be and how they want to change themselves, you can be prosecuted. Persecution has come to your land. And Jesus said this would be a sign of the end of the age. And in fact, in Matthew 24, verse 9, Jesus said there would be legal prosecution of Christians. Who would have dreamed you would have ever faced that possibility? But today it's already taking place. Matthew 24, 9, Jesus said there would be the imprisonment of believers. Matthew 24, 11, the emergence of false prophets. And there is an emergence of false prophets today. Matthew 24, 12, Jesus said the love of many will wax cold. Luke 21, 11, Jesus said there will be fearful sights. And guess what? In Greek, it is the word for monsters. Monsters. Monstrous things will take place. And guys... I think when I was praying this week, I have a brand new insight to what that is about. I think I know what these monstrous sights are. You want to know? Yes. I'm going to tell you when we get there. Then in Luke 21:11, Jesus says there will be great signs from the heavens. The word from Greek is the word apo. It means they're going to descend out of the heavens. According to Jesus, something is going to descend out of the heavens into the earth's atmosphere. I don't know what it is. Jesus doesn't tell us. But he says it will be great from the word mega, which means it's going to have a great global impact. It's going to really shake people when it takes place. And finally, in Matthew 24, verse 14, Jesus said, the way you'll really know you've come to the very, 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 very end is this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations. And then Jesus says, and then... And the word then in Greek is the word tote, precisely then, at that exact moment, then shall come. Which means the total wrap up of this age is going to occur when the availability of the gospel has gone into all the world. It doesn't say everybody will hear the gospel, but the availability of the gospel, when it's gone into all the world, then the wrap up will take place. But. When you go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 8, listen to these words. Jesus says, All these are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning. Not the end. The beginning of sorrows. The word sorrows is the Greek word, oudin. it is the word for birth pains, the pain of childbirth. It is exactly the word for contractions, It is the pain necessary to open the womb so a baby can be born. And Jesus said, when you've come to the end of this current age, you'll be living in a slither of time. Everybody say slither. 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 And contractions will begin to happen in the earth's sphere. Political sphere, religious sphere, economic, sociological, in every sphere, geological, the earth will begin to have contractions. Well, when I think of contractions, I think of when Denise gave birth to our children. And when Denise would go through contractions, at first she wasn't even sure she was having a contraction. She would say, maybe that was a contraction. But eventually became very evident they were contractions. And at first they were sporadic, irregular, but the closer you come to the moment of delivery, the contractions become harder, they become more regular, more frequent, more intense. And all of that is necessary to open the womb for a baby to be born. And that is the word which Jesus used, which means, now please listen to me. The things we're experiencing are just the beginning. That's what Jesus said, the beginning of sorrows and all of these world impacting things that they were seeing and we're feeling. It just means something's about to take place. These are signs that Jesus is about to come for the church. And when Jesus takes the church, that will push the world into the next age, which is the great tribulation. That's the period that we're living in. We're living in that slither. Everybody say slither. 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 A slither of time between two ages. And I think it is such a privilege that we are living in this time and we're anointed for it, I'm not afraid. We have the Holy Spirit, we have the Word of God, we've got the blood of Jesus, we have the church. We are anointed for this. This is our moment to rise and shine, and when darkness is raging around us, the light simply becomes more brilliant. And we're told in John 1:5, the light shines in darkness and the darkness does not have the power to take the light down. Our light will always come shining through. This is our moment. Say amen. Amen. But people want to know exactly, precisely when is he going to come? We don't know. But we know signs that tell us where we are on the journey. That's what the signs are for. In fact, in Matthew 24, verse 36, Jesus said, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So listen to me, friend. If anybody tells you they know the day and the hour that Jesus is coming, change the channel. (laughs) Don't buy that book. It is a waste of your money, a waste of your time, because Jesus said, No one knows except the Father. But we can know the signs. And we have the Holy Spirit who alerts us to where we are on the journey. And in John 16, verse 13, Jesus said, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all the truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things. To come. The first thing Jesus tells us is the Holy Spirit will be our guide, which is the Greek word hodegas. The word hodegas is the word for a tour guide. Well, if you've ever been on an excursion, a tour guide knows the sights. He knows where you should go, he knows the shortcuts, he knows everything, he knows what's dangerous, he knows what's safe. You have to trust your guide. And Jesus says, The Holy Spirit will be your guide, especially at the end of the age. Let him lead you. He knows everything. He knows what you do not know. And Jesus says he will show you things to come. The word show also means to vividly portray or to rehearse. Well, when you rehearse something, you do it again and again and again. You say it again and again and again, which means it will open our ears. The Holy Spirit will rehearse to us over and over and over where we are, what is about to take place. He will show us, rehearse and rehearse and rehearse to us things to come. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Any comments? When you said tour guide, I I had a
1: memory. Usually when we're, you know, it's a beautiful day, great visibility we can see, well, you know, where we're going. It's pretty easy to drive. It's pretty to see where you're going and amazing landscapes. Well, once we were in Egypt as a family, and we were in Alexandria. Alexandria. And in Alexandria, Alexandria is the spot of the lighthouse, one of the seven wonders of the world. Now it's collapsed because of an earthquake, and it's underwater. It's in the Bay of Alexandria. The bay is very shallow, only six meters deep. But when we were there and I realized where we were, I said, I have to go diving. I love to dive. And so me and my son came back to Alexandria Alexandria on a free day. We took a taxi from Cairo to get there and we went diving. The Mediterranean Sea has horrible visibility. You cannot see where you are going. And at times, even though we were diving very close to each other, if our guide was to swim off just, you know, 10 feet in front, ahead of us, he would disappear, just simply disappear. Wow. And we had to stay very close to our guide to see where we were supposed to go. And if it wasn't for our guide, we would not have seen the stones that the lighthouse was built of We would have not seen the Sphinx that we were supposed to see or the World War II airplane that he showed us, which was all underneath the bay. Paul, you saw some of the remnants of Cleopatra's palace. You can see it all. Well, you can see it all. You can see remnants of the palace. amazing. It's underwater. But you had to have a guide to show it to you. The visibility was terrible. I didn't know where it was. And if it wasn't for the guide, I wouldn't even know what I was looking at. And when you said rehearse before we went into the water... He told us, now you're going to see this, you're going to see this, and then you're going to see this. And when we got out of the water, he said, now, did you see this? Because you can't talk underwater. <laughs> did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? And just like that, the Holy Spirit leads us. Now, why did I remember this? Because we think we have great visibility. We can see everything around us. We really, we have to have a guide. But our visibility in the future it's very limited. It's extremely limited, just like our visibility underwater in some cases is extremely limited. And we need to agree with the fact that our visibility is
0: limited and we need a guide. And we need the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, and he'll refer, rehearse to us what's coming next. Now, I want you to go in your Bibles, guys, to 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to read this really quick. It says, in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth <laughs> And following their own desires, and they will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? And Peter says, when people say, ah, they've always said it's the last days, that's another glaring sign. that you're living in the very end of the last days. Now here's the problem. People don't know when the last days began. The last days, the season that we're living in right now, the age we're living in, started in Acts chapter 2. When Peter said, in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. God poured out the spirit, the church was born, and bam, that triggered a period called the last days. And the last days has been going on for about 2,000 years. So if anybody says, ah, oh, they've always said it's the last days, congratulate them. Say, you are exactly right. It's been the last days for about 2,000 years. But now we're living in the slither at the very end of the last days that is amazing and I want you to remember 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 where Paul writes God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind which means you are anointed to handle it doesn't matter what you see on the news or on YouTube or anywhere else my friends You have a sound mind, you've got power, you've got everything you need, and you can stomp through this period in victory. And if you need somebody to pray with you, give us a call, 1-800-742-5593 or write us at prayer at runner.org. And tomorrow night when we come back, we're going to look at deception in the end of the age. Sleep well, bye-bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.